Say nothing. <laughs> episode 212. <laughs> 2012. Um, not 2012, 212. I don't know why I said 2012. I'm trying to get ready to go to Australia tomorrow, or New Zealand actually. And you know that thing of like when you're going away for a long time, like just the amount of packing and shit is just so tedious. But forget all oh, that. Um, why don't you just take an empty suitcase because it'll get lost well, anyway. I mean, and then when you get there... Buy stuff, t-shirts and jeans, because that's what you're going to wear, I've right? I've never had a suitcase lost. I've had t- three friends it's happened to in the last like month. Like it's, I think it's getting more common. Like, I've had suitcases not arrive, and then they've couriered it to me the next day, which I actually preferred. It meant I didn't have to carry it from the airport. <laughs> I, was like, I, prefer I mean, that that's even. lost, but just for a, a little bit of time, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mine went missing for a month. Fuck. In, in, that was I- at Edinburgh, was it? Yeah, I landed. I only flew from Heathrow, so it's like one hour flight. And I landed and my case didn't turn up and I literally had the clothes I was stood up in. So I had to go to the to the town and like find trains. Someone else's suitcase. And, <laughs> yeah. and I had nothing, not even like a charger for my for oh, my phone my or my God. laptop or I lost my jewellery, my clothes. Every, all my cosmetics, everything. You had so I, I literally had nothing. It was so you weird. Had a month, though. At least you got it back, though. That is, um, did you? Because it happened to. You went to LA. To John Hastings. They, all, they always go. Oh, to I had LA. a nice, had a nice time then. <laughs> <laughs> but John Hastings, comedian, he went to Edinburgh this year, and his suitcase got lost on the flight over from LA to Edinburgh. He did the whole fringe and constantly trying to get his suitcase back and it arrived like two days before he finished the festival. It's, I mean, it's the worst. At least it was all clean clothes <laughs> for that last weekend. Well, two days before I was going home, I just bought myself a new suitcase and I'd bought a new suitcase to go up there in the first place and now I've got two, got two of everything. Um, anyway, let's do the introductions. And we're joined this episode by Fiona Allen. Um, comedian, actor, comedy actor. People often say comedy actors as if like, it's a different breed do you know what i mean it's a weird thing where people assume that comedy acting is slightly different to just acting but but you've done all you've done serious also serious you've acting done all types of well. acting you've done you've got a, you've got a broad spectrum you've done you know legendary if the comedy stuff. doesn't work then it's serious <laughs> acting if it's not funny then it's serious. well i started doing serious acting that was all you, my... were, you studied acting you were a, a proper yeah student. i did and i worked out pretty quickly though what kind of like I got straight into telly um, in Manchester, and I was playing um, like a copper. I always, I always get those like copper psychologists. Because you're authoritative. Or in soaps, I'm always like the psycho that sort of kidnaps somebody at knife point. I mean, that's that so EastEnders. You obviously you you are you are a psycho. Yeah, I did EastEnders, <laughs> and in Curry, I was blackmailing somebody um, in Waterloo to Road. get the part. Yeah. <laughs> I just got, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, so I get all of those. But weirdly, I did this gig last night. I was in Henley, and this lady came up to me, and she said, oh, I turned up because I'm a massive fan of Poirot, and you were in Lord Edgware Dies, and that's why I turned up. And I was like, this is really interesting because it's like doing stand-up, but I get somebody who's turned up because they're a fan of yeah, Poirot. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh. 
and like that was kind of serious because I got poisoned and I died and made my mum cry when she watched it. But funny, anyway, she turned up for that, so it was right. It was quite it's a funny a crossover, isn't it? I've never been watching something like hmm. Bravo and thought I'd love to see them do stand up. Wonder if they're touring. <laughs> what weird, you know what I mean? It's um, but yes, but yes, you've done loads of stuff and obviously sort of very cult comedy stuff as well, like Smack the Pony. Um, and but now you're back doing stand up. So you did because we were talking the other night. We did a gig to everyone Wednesday. And you you did stand up originally, but you sort of never really did it a lot. You didn't sort of stick with it long enough to get on. No, the what happened was I moved to anything like that. No, no, I moved to London, and and I realised like I didn't know anybody. I had a sister that lived in in South London somewhere, and I I didn't really know anyone, and I I didn't know what to do. And so like I thought I I did I did some open spots, like I just messed about doing stuff, and then I got an acting job. I think within twelve weeks. And then just carried on acting yeah. because I was acting before anyway, when I was in the North. So um, I never even thought about doing it. I just carried on doing that. And then voiceovers, I do, I do that as well. So, and then I had kids and I just carried on doing it. It was just, a, just a few years ago, I started to think about it. I thought it might be quite good fun to do. So what know? was the gap between I, your last open slot gig and your first gig back? Uh, I'd say... I'd say about 28 years. Just a little sabbatical. <laughs> and so it was really weird. And I, and I never Did you thought, feel a bit rusty was... after that little break? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the thing. I wasn't sure. Like, I thought, well, the only way of finding out is to go bits. and go with Mike's I'm going to do my old stuff. <laughs> so that was it. Do your old stuff. It's all about Thatcher and shit like that. So I, I just went on um, the Mike circuit for a year before lockdown. I just did five minutes in clubs all around town and and that was it it was my little dogs just coming to sell up um I, I, and, I, and I thought oh, it's quite nice this it's quite good fun and and then I realized there was something missing I, I know I, I enjoyed it but there was something missing and I couldn't figure out what what it was and why I Audiences. wasn't like liking <laughs> liking it properly and it was because I was just being very I was being very actressy I was like sticking to my yeah, script yeah, yeah. and I know we all kind of have a thing where we do ish know what we're going to say but like I wouldn't have even thought of like coming out of it and messing about and adding stuff and all that and the minute I started to do that I really kind of liked it a lot more and yeah. I realized it's because it's so different like um and and then people were saying oh you should write a show and I was like oh I don't know I don't know about that and I was never thought about doing that or going to Edinburgh and I ended up doing it but it was interesting how many Comics come up and say like, "Oh, it's, it must be not the the younger comics do this because the, the older comics get it, but the younger comics come up and go, oh, yeah, but it must be kind of quite easy for you because you've done all those years of comedy." And I'm like, "Well, it's not the same thing no. at all. Acting no. and stand up is so different." And he just wasn't getting it, this kid, right? And in the end, I said, "Well, it sounds a bit really patronising." Well, it was. But I said, like, you know, if like if you're playing cricket and you hit a ball with a bat. He goes, yeah. And I said, well, you know, if you played golf and you did the same thing, but it's a completely different game, a different technique, you've got to use a different part of your brain. He went, oh, I get it. I was like, yeah. And it's also yeah, totally yeah. like, it's different being part of a group doing a thing as well. With acting, it might you might be the only person in the scene, but there's still all the camera crew, there's everything, there's a lot going into that. You know, me enough. Oh, yeah. I mean, so you're, you, you, you're never, you're you never know, doing it. You I'm... never feel like you're doing it totally solo. Whereas if you're doing like a, if you're doing Edinburgh, you know, you're sat backstage on your own before the show, you walk out. Everything's Everything is on your own. apart from that one it's quite hour. Lonely, it can be it? a lonely existence. Well, the weird thing, if you you know, on an acting job, you're not allowed to drive yourself because, well, one, they don't trust you, but insurance yeah, yeah, purposes. Yeah. 
you know, they want you to get there. And so you're always, from the minute you walk out your front door, you're in a car with the driver, you're with somebody. As soon as you get there, you've got the runners, you go to your Winnebago's, you've got everything, you make up, you people just surround checking on you. Yeah. And it's a very, it's, but of, as we know, it's like you get in a car, you're on your own. And it, it when you get there, it's like a really good fun night out, isn't it? Because you, you've got lots of yeah, other yeah. comics and it's good fun, but it's very much on your own. And it's different because I remember filming a, a Smack the Pony uh, sketch and it, it was with a bull. Uh, I had an idea about a matador that fell in love with a bull and she, she couldn't kill it because she was against it. She turned, uh, 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 changed her mind. And I was in a full suit of lights and I kind of, the idea was I legged it to Wigan um, with the bull because I loved it so much. And um, I remember filming with this bull. There, isn't it? <laughs> Pardon? What did you say? Is that... I've seen, no, it's a dirty, it he said, is it on Pornhub? It was Judy, one of Judy's oh. filthy mind running a mark. Yeah. So anyway, I remember filming with it. <laughs> oh, oh, oh <laughs> anyway. right. Yeah, that's, that was the joke, was it? Julia? Yeah. Um, go sort your hair out, Sharp. Um, <laughs> the thing is, I, and I, was, I was filming with this bull and I was on my own with this, this bull and it was huge. Like his head was like massive. And, and I looked up and, the, and I counted actually and there was about 35 crew. Yeah all round with its cameras and your sparks and your whatever, obviously like out of the way because they thought if the ball kicked off, <laughs> we'll sacrifice Fiona. But there's always loads and loads of people there is. And so it is you a very You must have had like a bull expert thing. there, did you? Uh, yeah, like a... I presume there was a bull handler on set. Yeah. Well, you say that. There was just one doddery farmer. He just delivered a bull. There he is. He did just deliver the bull and no one told me anything because I was supposed to love this bull. I was walking down the street and the horns on the bull were so huge. And you were just right, you you were right next to the bull. You were filming the scene with physically with the bull. With the bull. I, I filmed with it all day. And I held on to it. I held on to one of the massive horns. And in my mind, it was like, oh, I love it that much. It's like we're holding hands, walking down the street. And it was about four takes in. And by the way, there were glass from, was glass from the floor to the ceiling, like shop fronts between me and the bull. So all he had to do was like nudge me and I'd have, I'd have just gone. Yeah. And it was about four takes in and the farmer kind of mooched his way up and he goes, uh, I just want to say what you're doing, holding on to the bull. Don't do that. He doesn't like it. <laughs> four takes in. And I'm like, but you could have said yeah, that yeah. like ages ago. And it, and it nudged me. It nudged me just on the corner of it. And honestly, onto my ribs, it wasn't being aggressive. It was just, it just moved its head like yeah. that. I thought my ribs were broken. I was like, oh, my God, the pain. So I was thinking, if they kicked, if it was going to kick off, then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just but anyway, it was great. Just apart, wouldn't it? Stop throwing well, have you ever watched? I mean, it's stuff. horrible. I've, I don't think I've ever consciously watched it, but I've stumbled across it. I'm like, somebody just shares something on Twitter. Have you ever seen, like, a video of, like, matadors just getting absolutely wiped out by the ball? They like, just toss people in the air, man. Yeah, but you know something? They need to stop well, I mean, yeah, it. I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? This is horrendous. And there's a lot of there's a lot of the Spaniards are there leafleting outside, and there's loads on social media about anti blood sport to try and. But you've got those diehard people that are still into yeah. it, like the chase bulls down the street tradition, when they've got like yeah, fireworks and they're frightened, and they're, and it's the mentality is so horrific. Yeah, bull, I mean, and I'm half Spanish, so I get really passionate that about that. Running, like, you the running, the bull running thing. Like, the, I mean, it's all it's horrible, but oh, when horrific. you see somebody get wiped out part of you thinks like well that was on that was on you you know you yeah. did basically antagonize a bull and then make it run down a street like there's no sympathy really for people that 
I know, but they've got it. They've got to ban yeah, it, and it's totally. like all the it's, it's all those weird like trophy hunters and all the. I know it's a different thing, but it's the same thing. It's like abusive animals, yeah, and I, yeah. I'm properly into that sort of. You know, I'm always sending off my name on. <laughs> Uh, you know, adding it, going to some mare yeah, somewhere yeah, yeah. to try and stop it in in Texas or something. I'm one of them people. I always send send emails. You know, you know, free the dolphins and free the, uh, you know, get rid of those awful parks where people go and pay and these beautiful whales uh, are, are just trapped in these tiny tanks. And I'm, so I get anyway. Anyway, yeah, I've just brought yeah. I brought everything down on the podcast to be really serious and ruined it now um, i just sort of do that for you both right. um, we do that normally ourselves so it's good that somebody else has brought that to <laughs> oh the good party. good um let's do some questions from the group we've got loads did you work at the hacienda is that a f- yeah right, I did. that's makes because a listener james says did you ever bump into we i mean it's, it's on two different topics this question he said did you ever bump into carolina hearn who was going out with peter hook when when you worked at the hacienda if not, yeah. any other stories about the Hacienda are welcome. So I didn't realise Carolina Hearn went out with Peter Hook. That's um that's new information. Yeah, Hookie Hookie was going out with her for a while. He'd split up with his other half and um and I mean she was just a laugh, wasn't she? So Legend. And Hookie's Hookie's quite good fun, she but was she told great, wasn't she? jokes. Um so what what what's the Hacienda again? Hacienda was I've the famous well, Manchester it, club. It was like yeah, it was a probably the most famous club in the world. I mean, people came from all over the world to go there they'd queue up for like two hours to try and get in yeah. um it was massive and those djs you know like pickering and graham park de silver all them that they, they are still they are still just going around the world working yeah, they are yeah. like brilliant and you know they'd land in their helicopters to get out and go and do a festival or, or whatever they're you know really good and it was all all the all the house music and um and it was it was a really good time, I have to say. It was a lot of fun. And, the, you know, the Mondays, Happy Mondays. Were they as mental as... The, were the, around, Stone Roses were, were around. The, happy Mondays as mental as the stories suggest. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I met Sean Ryder once at some party, and he, I was at the table, and he was at the same table, and he was just, like, face down on the table, just <laughs> asleep. I loved Happy Mondays, yeah, man. Yeah. I was proper starstruck. Well, I used to, I went to like I think probably the first apparently the first um, underground acid house party, the Stone Roses. It was in a car park, like never been done before. Yeah. I remember turning up. Oh wow! Because we used to find out first, like where did you know was. who they were at the time? Well, we all used to. I mean, like the Mondays and all of them. They were all Factory Records who owned the Hacienda, so we all knew yeah, each other. Yeah. Yeah. We'll hang out and go to places together. Or you'd know, you know, people would come into the clubs, so you got to know everybody like you know, Bez and Bez is lovely. He's always seen nice. That must have been amazing. Yeah. Do you know what? Bez is a really good footballer. He had trials for Man City. Really? Wrong team, I'm afraid, yeah, yeah. but he was a really good footballer. Doesn't he own like a black cab, isn't that his car? He's got like a London t- black cab is his like he's bought one. One of my mates did yeah. that. One of my friends had one of those a few years ago, and it was really funny because he used to just drive in all the all the taxi oh, yeah. lanes and get everywhere <laughs> That's quicker. Good idea, actually. That's what he did it for. Um, Didn't Bez do the intro to one of McCaffrey's Edinburgh shows once? Maybe. Is that right? That sounds about right. Um, or was it Sean? I don't know. Were you there right? Were don't you know. there right through the Hacienda days, right up until the end, or was it, were you out of there before it? When did it shut? I can't remember what year it shut. Uh, well, it got very. It got very. Uh, it, the crime thing was bad, you know. It got quite bad. I uh, it, it shut down. Uh, I went over to factory because I had an idea to get them to open a shop, and I was trying to get them to do 
a clothing label, which they nearly did. They had designers on it. But it was like Wilson was very much, it was all about, it was men, basically. It was very Comme de Garçon, Paul Smith-type vibe, but but really nice stuff. But I think financially they couldn't do it in the end because the guys that ran it were really brilliant, but they were terrible businessmen. They were creative people, and that's kind of why, you know, was what it was. But comedians. comedians I mean, they turned down Oasis, you know that. They turned them down. They turned down Oasis and the Smiths. Bloody hell. It is a ball, isn't it? Was it... um, (laughs) I mean, would they stand by that decision? Was it like they just didn't like what they did? Or was it, it was it genuinely, genuinely bad um, business? Well, the Oasis were very different then. Well, that's what I, I mean, I even remember the first time I... They had to them. find their yeah. feet and find their own voice, I think. But their, whatever their reasons were, it was their reasons. But um, I saw so many live bands, so many brilliant parties. It was a really... Really brilliant. So, did you scene. see Oasis? Actually... Like, uh, very early Oasis. Did you ever see it? I've seen, <clears throat> I've seen all those yeah, bands. Yeah. And then you get somebody weird like Madonna turning up and doing something. Out. You know. What's your thoughts on? And then the next day, what... you know, you're watching Morrissey, or then it's you know. So that that I I've never really got into another. I mean, I love different types sorts of music, and it's all moved on and whatever. It's all different genres. You like what you like. But that being part of that and being around it was really exciting and it was so much fun. And, I, and you know, I'm not in my 20s, you know, I'm not into kind of that. I don't like clubs, you know, I don't like going to clubs. And I think once you've worked in one, you don't you don't get into yeah, them again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's one of those things. And um, but I think to have been there, at probably the best club in the world at the time, it was pretty uh, like amazing. Yeah. It was really interesting um let's go, let's go let's do another question i um do you like do you still like any i just as a offshoot of that um what's your thoughts on like the sort of what oasis are up to now like the noel gallagher liam and uh, noel liam's solo stuff and all that because i was a massive oasis were like seminal to me and I, I was writing that teenage obsession with them i thought they were so cool but i've got mates of mine same age who love everything they've done since and i'm the opposite i'm like mm. no i just like that period where they were seminal to me, and I'm not Those really. Those first two albums. I'm not really. I've sort of grown up now, and I'm into, you know. So I, I never really loved anything they did after it. it was like, I just want them to stay to stay together and just be them. I think um, I sort of agree with you, but then again, I think people move on and they change and they grow in a different way. It's like if we all think back when we were like 27 or 28, you know, essentially we're probably all very similar people. But what you do and what you want to be into is is different yeah, yeah, and i yeah. think that they probably um artistically might you know have different views on which which yeah, way yeah, yeah. they, they want to go i think one like liam's probably more oasis isn't yeah. he and like but um but yeah, it's, and you can feel the difference when it's him doing oasis without no <laughs> it's a real you, you know, can and i think i think it's a really sad thing actually because they work together i mean it was brilliant and i think that it's a real shame but you know I think everyone's given up on them to becoming oh, mates, haven't yeah. they? I, I don't think. I bet lovely, they will but... at one point in about 10 years yeah. or so. I don't know. Because it's a sort of band that I think, you know, not that, like I've never really got into the Rolling Stones, right? 
but those sort of diehard fans that have been through their lives and still watching them. Yeah, yeah. I think Oasis would have that. Oh, hundred. I mean, if Oasis reformed in ten years, everyone I know and grew up with that was into them would be yep. there in a heartbeat with their fucking. They could definitely sell out Wembley oh. a good few times. I mean, it's a, they? oh god, you know, yeah. Damon Albarn said it's... it recently when Damon Albarn and Blur reformed and they did two nights at Wembley. Like in an interview, they were talking about sort of you know, Britpop and that, and he said. You know, the, the difference between him, like Blur and Oasis is if Oasis reformed, they'd probably do five nights at Wembley. You know what I mean? There is still that Oasis harder. Yeah. In terms of the UK, they're the bigger band. But internationally, you know, I, yeah, think, yeah. I think not so much. They're so British, I think, that, you know, they never really cracked America. They never, you know, I think they're too English even, not even British. It's English, aren't they? But that's what, I think that's what's so brilliant about them. And I think they were the better band. But it's just, it depends. Look, they everyone's cooler, got different taste, they? Yeah. I think they were. I, I think they were initially the better band. Their first like two albums or so, I they think they changed preferred, the game a bit, didn't in they? Terms of, like from all the ravers, it was yeah, all like yeah, raving, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then well, they went over to Oasis. When I look at over overall back catalogue, you know, if you look at start to end of Blur and Oasis, at the time I would have said the first two albums of Oasis are the best, but I think overall the back catalogue, I think Blur have got a better one. But that's just because I think they had overall better albums like. I think there was a big drop off from Oasis for me in Long, after a couple of them. But I think over like the five or six albums, or whatever. That's probably with, with whatever was going on with them. Though, yeah, exactly. You can't, they they can't, sort of really they almost make... burn out by being so <laughs> angry at each other all the time. But um, yeah, yeah, which is a real shame. But you know that stuff happens. It's yeah, how it yeah, goes. Yeah. It's... And here's another question from Gareth. It's basically he says it's a basic question. But how did you get so good at accents? I suppose the question there is: Is it something you? did naturally and then that's probably something that led you towards things like acting or is it something that you do a good lancashire one (laughs) (laughs) it's really really nailed that um yeah is it something that always came naturally to you and is that something that comes from yeah your mum was spanish because i like you know i think people that have different accents in their house often are better accents you know so I've always done accents and I did it, I used to do it as a kid. Like I was the one messing about in class, yeah, yeah, yeah. typical blah, blah story. I've always done accents. And like I remember I was about 18. I remember going to a party and um, I pretended to be American for like two days. And then when I dropped it, it I mean, my mate thought it was really funny because that's the sort of stupid thing we yeah. do. And then when we dropped it, everyone got really cross with me. And I didn't think they would because that because I fooled them. And then and then I remember what like my dad used to um, work in Saudi Arabia, so like I'd have to go there. And um, I remember when I was there one holiday, school holidays, and it was for American company that he worked at. Um, I did that the same thing, yeah. and I fooled them. And they were I fooled Americans, which was really I did find childishly funny yeah, yeah, yeah. for myself. But I think what it is, I don't know if this is true, but people say if you grow up in a household that where there's like different accents yeah. that, as you were saying, you 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 then your ear listens in a different way to each yeah. parent. Yeah. We've well, got to listen. And so it's like, like you know, I, I've got my mum is like her her Irish accent, even though she left Ireland. I mean, I wouldn't even know now. Fifty three years ago or something, her accent is as thick as the day she left. But like, I don't hear it as thick. I just hear it. I hear every, like, it's totally clear, but my mates growing up could not understand a word my mum said. They were like, just such mm. a thick accent. But, you know, I don't know if it's just... But it's the thing with, like, I had, I'd, I had a Lancashire... Like, my dad's Lancashire. His accent's like... 
and it's proper Lancashire, like soft R's and, you know, and, and the way he speaks. And my mum's got a, a Spanish accent. So they'd say the same sentence. But if you broke it down, listening to it in a in a really angle way, it, it's so different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it would like two different languages. And that's what, and I sometimes find that if you're doing stand-up in, you know, like a touristy area, say if you're in London and there's a lot of tourists, and if I fight, if I'm listening to the MC and there's loads of, um, people from all sorts of different countries, I have to be careful how I speak because I would say things like, and I'm a bit of a nerd about things like this because I'm because I do voiceovers and stuff. So I'm really, I love voices and accents. It's just a thing I just like to do anyway. Uh, I mean, I talk in different accents to my dog for no apparent <laughs> reason. It's just whatever my brain's doing. Anyway, so I might say, ah, ah, you know, I think, I oh, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so somebody's going, ah, uh, so somebody's second language is English is going, ah, what? But I mean, I, yeah, yeah. and ah, and I, and when you think about it, it people get completely confused by that. So I have to speak yeah, differently, yeah. a little bit differently. Because um, when I first moved here, I was like, I'd chat away to people doing that Northern thing, like on the tube and realize people don't yeah. do that. <laughs> and I used to speak really, 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 really quickly. And everybody would just, constantly be like i'm sorry what did you say Skip, sorry. sorry didn't quite catch and then i was like oh, Christ. i just start talking really slowly to people yeah, so yeah. people could understand it's a way this is quite slow my... for me you know i do speak very very quickly and when and i had a very broad accent as well like my sisters it's really weird because my sisters don't speak like me have... they don't they don't speak as northern what somebody once said to my sister gosh you sound like you sound like fiona and she got really offended uh, <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> I, I do, my wife keeps sort of pulling me up on the fact that I do loads of stupid voices, not in accents, just stupid voices with my daughter. She's only three, and but now they love, they it, love though. it. But she now my daughter, there's certain words she says in the silly voice rather than normal, like so. And my and she'll say it, and my wife will just be like, will look at me. It's like, is that what you've been saying? It's like, oh, yeah, he's actually like. So she does. Would you do? Yeah, like but you Indian know what? When you read, well, no, like all you sorts. read stories. Like I used to read stories to my kids when they were little, and. I'd make all the characters yeah. have, I'd, I'd bring them to life with yeah, a character's yeah, yeah. voice. And it's like, they, it's really, it's lovely yeah, for I them. I bet that actually. was great, yeah. It's, um, they just get pulled into oh, it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I had a teacher in school when he read books to the kids, he did that. He did all the voices and everyone was just mesmerized. Yeah, yeah. yeah because it's a lovely thing. It's great. Yeah. Um, let me see. What's, let's do another question. I mean, this question is very vague and it's actually quite bleak. Um, but somebody says, this is a question for you all. What domestic or global event could happen next to make the world an even more miserable place? <laughs> Keep up the great work. Um, I don't think. I mean, it doesn't. I, I don't know. A nuclear, a nuclear bomb it's probably that, is it, that, isn't it? Um, it's true, but that question. A bad it's, gig. A bad gig. It's making about me. That question's so, um, so open ended because. Like everything is pretty horrible at the moment. I've never ever felt so bad in this country. Like I was walking by the river last week and it was just oh, just sewage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For two days. It does feel shit. And I've been, got, I've been chatting to loads of people at the minute. Into our waters. Yeah. It can't get any no, worse. It does. I do think, I know often there's that danger of, like, what's it, presentism is what they call it, isn't it? When you, everyone obsesses, oh, now's the worst time ever, or, and everyone, everyone goes, what about during the plague or something like that? But in terms of, like, I'm not, I think now, 
Owl, yeah, but we're talking about yeah, owl yeah. lives. I think that's the, nat- the natural way of doing it. But I'm not saying it's the worst time ever, but I do Is think... because we're more aware no, of it? No, I think in terms Twitter of... In, especially like no, in London happening. and like in the UK yeah. traveling around, there is... In my lifetime, I've not felt what there is now, which is a general sense of like, oh, fuck it. You know what I mean? It's like, I do think people I mean, are a bit miserable. I mean, trains seem to be never, never been worse. Nothing like seems to work well. Trains. Every, like, everything Everyone's just, getting stabbed. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't think, like, even crime doesn't even, I don't, I'm not too worried about that. It's just, there's a general sense of misery that I've not felt as consistent than the last people three or four more years. People divided, yeah, don't more they, divided. as well, politically. Everything. It just feels at the minute like it's a bit eggy in this country and like, yeah, but you've got this government that, I, I mean, just little things. Like every day, it's like little things that chip away at you. You can be, wake up in a really good mood and you read a little thing on the socials and it's like, oh, the government have just um, rubber stamped another three years of using harmful uh, yeah, pesticides yeah, yeah. in our food. One of them, which is so toxic, it's that these are all banned in Europe and everywhere else. But we, oh, that's yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's give it to them because, like, we don't matter. And it's like yeah. everything about it, yeah. sewage in our water, bad food you know everything about it is horrendous like just living that's the thing like i know i know we're in the digital age and things are meant to be easier but like here's a little one i've been trying to um contact a hotel at heathrow airport i'm gonna name them radisson uh red hotel heathrow airport right um i've booked because i'm flying out tomorrow to i'm going to new zealand my wife and daughter are flying to Melbourne on Monday and I'm going to meet them there in a week time, right? Because I've got to do a bit of work in New Zealand. I hope your house doesn't get robbed. Um, thanks. <laughs> Something I also hope. But... What's your address <laughs> so we can protect it? Um, you got your ring doorbell I have, ready? Actually, fully charged up, ready to go. Good. But, um, I, Wear a mask. I, <laughs> just put a bit put a a plaster over that ring doorbell. <laughs> but I, um, basically, I booked a hotel for my wife and daughter to stay... Uh, at Heathrow from sun- Sunday afternoon till they fly on Monday. So they can have a nice day in a nice hotel, swimming pool, mess around, late checkout, and then ju- go and get on the plane just from the hotel. It's so much easier for them. And, um, and basically booked it. It's all gone wrong. They've now emailed me saying we can't do a late checkout, which has totally negated the reason to do it. And I, I called yeah. them and it goes through to a call centre in um, somewhere in like the Philippines. And I spoke to them and I said, well, I need oh, to change God. this. And they were like, well, we can't do it here. It's got to be done directly with the hotel. They'd given me the number for the hotel reception. I've been calling for two days and no one's answered. Like, it's like, oh I know it's such God. a petty gripe, but like, I'm sure it's... It's not a petty gripe. It's really, like two though, days. You shouldn't be calling someone for two days and there's not an answer at a hotel reception. Like, you know, that is like, how have we fucked, how have this we is fucked thing, everything to the, that point? But this is why I think, I always say nothing, nothing works. works. yeah. Like phone reception, it's like I mean, like phones cut out all the time. My phone reception's never been worse. <laughs> exactly, now. everything's fucked. My phone reception is abysmal. <laughs> I can't even have a call. That's it, it cuts out. I mean, yesterday I, I need to pay it. <laughs> yesterday I get this thing from. from <laughs> yesterday I get this thing from DHL, and they're going, "Oh, we're we're gonna oh, for, so for two days, you know that thing? Oh, we're gonna deliver your parcel. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, deliver yeah. your parcel." I'm like, "Well, I haven't ordered anything." And then it goes, oh, we've delivered your parcel from this company in Dudley that sells beds. And it's like, we've delivered it. So they've delivered it somewhere. And I'm like, hang on. I haven't even ordered it in the first place. So it's kind of like, they might want you to click on the link. It might be kind of a con. The number in doesn't work. And you just sit there going, so none of this has worked. Somebody's, Somebody's ordered something from me. So I'm going through all my bank accounts. And it's kind of like, you just think, why is it? Why is it 
everything's so It could so be difficult. a scam, you know that. That's Stressful. what they do. Yeah, I think might, that's probably is a scam. They want you to click on something. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, it's shit. Like, you know, it's like that thing of, yeah, my, I can't get reception on my phone in my kitchen, which I do think, you know, I personally think mobile phones should work in your house. You know what I mean? Like, that is yeah. somewhere you might need to use a phone. It's just, oh, man. It is. I, I find it. I'm very relaxed about everything, but I, I find it so frustrating with just technology. A bad phone signal is annoying. It's the most annoying it? thing you can go through. <laughs> and that's a big claim, actually. <laughs> it's quite a good thing, though, if you don't want to talk to someone. It is, yeah. It's Obviously, most, there is that. most tragic um, thing on the right, planet. Let's see what other questions we've got. Right. Um, we had... Um, we don't want to do the... Yeah, so the world basically is fucked. Let's, let's move on from that one. Um, <laughs> let's kill ourselves. Somebody's asked, who's keeping an eye on Julian while I'm away in, a, in the Southern Hemisphere? And then somebody replied with the Ooh, Met Police. Social services. <laughs> um, so, oh, it is a nice one. Susan has said... And me too, please. <laughs> um, Susan said, have you relented and put the heating on yet? I'm currently wearing free jumpers and about to crack. We put our heating on for the first time two days ago. To... I've been blasting yeah. mine, yeah. I've been blasting. Yeah, I did mine last week for the first time, and uh, I just hate being right. cold. So yeah. Um, it's, Same man, I mean, man. it's that thing of I, I I'm not, but I, I don't mind being a bit chilly. But in the house, I've not thought it was that chilly. But then when we put the heating on two days ago, it was so nice and warm. I was like, oh yeah, I've been cold for about two oh, weeks. It's like, nice, isn't it? I, I, I think my base level a was little just day wrong. nap with a heater oh, blast. Man. Yeah, boy, yeah, yeah. I'm getting old. Man. <laughs> I bought a dr- I bought a dressing gown the other day. Oh, there, that's. Have you never what? had one in your life before? I have as a kid, not really as an adult though. No, not a dress. I bought. Oh, pajamas. I think they're too I bought warm. actual pajamas last year. Yeah, pajamas year. is fun. I mean, I still I'm anti pajamas. I've mashed them up in the dryer. I think they're a bit shrunk and stuff. You know what? I don't think that surprises anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was using dishwasher saying. tablets for about two weeks in the washing machine by accident. <laughs> Again, same. Um, but I find, um, yeah, I find like, like pajamas. I find dressing gowns too hot. There's a fight. Like it's just too warm. Yeah, I like pajama. I like pajama bottoms and big sweatshirts and things. Right. I'm mooching yeah, about. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Down to the yeah, shops. Yeah. Do you go out in them though? Are you somebody who goes to the shops in your pajamas? No, I do stand up about people in pajamas. I find it so it's offensive. Fuzzy. I don't want to see people. Yeah. I don't want to see people. Run. In pajamas, in their slippers, in their ankle tags. I don't want to see them in my supermarket. Do you know my, and this is going to be yeah. something I guarantee I'm going to see tomorrow. Is I really get annoyed when people go on long haul flights in pajamas. I know you. I know it's 24 hours and you're going to sleep, but it's a flight. I, bet it's I can dress up. I I've got this old school like 1950s view that you should dress for a flight. But it's just a bit grim. You know when I'll you wake up and you pilot. just you just dive into the shower. <laughs> Why sit there in the pajamas that you've I been know. sleeping in? I find it really I just weird. Find it, I just find it people people are so underdressed for, you know, you might die in those clothes. You might be in a plane crash. I don't want to die in pajamas. Yeah. I want to be dressed accordingly. Um, so that's my that's my um, sort of uh, probably unpopular opinion. But yes, I remember seeing. Um, I was living in London at the time, and uh, I was looking for a school like for one of my kids. And the nearest school, I thought I did that thing that parents do where you. You go and have a look at like, uh, you know, in the afternoon when they're all leaving, you could do that kind of thing of like seeing what kind of people, whatever. And I remember seeing this mom in her pajamas and her slippers. And, you know, I was thinking, you know, snacks, you know, healthy snacks. And she had this bag of sweets. She was having a cigarette and she was like, oh, hey, Cameron, get off that fucking uh, wall. 
Yeah, and yeah, she yeah, had yeah. a full, full pajamas, <laughs> slippers on. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Get off that fucking wall. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a horrible thing to judge anyone, right? Because I smoked for years. I used to be rough as guts, mate. Right. That's the end of this week's public episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, what happens now, Julian? They can, if they want to hear the rest of the episode, they can go over to patreon.com slash wearetvi. There you go. Once you've signed up there, you can hear the rest of the episode. You can hear all the old Patreon episodes, exclusives, whatever. Um, it's 45p a week. Yeah, is it? Mm. That's cool. Mm. I didn't know that. Um, Easy life. There we go. It's even cheaper than I thought. So do that. And um, But if not, don't worry. You can listen to next week's public episode when it's released. Thanks. Thank you. Love. <laughs> 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 <laughs>